Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Yes, them. And uh, if you want to join in and be part of the team, the fourth member in a way, mm. then you can text us on 812.15 or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. We've actually already had an email just arrived now. I have a French exam in an hour and I'm currently stressing about all the information to remember and remembering it all in French. So could you please play Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms, to keep me calm? A um, couple of things. We don't really do requests. Also, who does no. exams on a Saturday? That was my next point. Who does an exam? Also, Dire Straits, uh, Brothers in Arms. Extraordinary request. I don't know if that'll calm anyone down. No, though. they should have asked for some Serge uh, Gainsbourg. Yeah, that would <laughs> be nice. Them into... Or Charlotte, I suppose. Or Charlotte. Oh, Although God. she tends to sing in English, doesn't she, Charlotte? Still nice and calming, isn't it? Also, didn't she expose herself completely naked to Pete Doherty in a, something recently? Did she? A film or something. Oh, yes, in a film. It was yeah. arty, oh. though. Oh, God, it was arty. Mm. No one's denying that. I mean, I haven't seen Skyfall yet, so the chances of me having seen that are even smaller, aren't they? You haven't seen Skyfall. I'm going to start leaking spoiler alerts into oh. our conversation. So behind, you haven't seen Live and Let Die. That's how I'm behind you are. Very behind the curve. <laughs> Oh, well, that, um, well, the, the Ken Dodd um, surprise appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I had no... I mean, who would have cast him as a Bond villain? But he was, he was actually really... Terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I loved it. I, now, I'm going to tell you something which you might think is made up, but I swear on all that is sacred, this is absolutely true. Okay. I, I, I was in a, a, a car the other day, a, a minicab, mm. And the driver said to me, I, li I like you very much. Oh, and I don't I thought, like where this is going. Here we go. <laughs> Were you in the front seat? No, no, I was on his lap. <laughs> um, no, he, um, and he was in the back seat with me. <laughs> now, he said, uh, you know, I like you very much. He said, ever since I came to this country from, I think it was Egypt somewhere. He said, ever since I came to this country... He said, I, I said that because it makes it less racist than if he was a, yeah. an, uh, an Indian or a Pakistani. Accent, but it's so, fine. You know, there's a whole league table. Yeah. Not that I'm going to say anything bad about him, but anyway, um, I, I think I'm the one who's, who suffers in this anecdote. Um, he liked you very much. Yeah, and he said, you know, when I first came to this country, I watched you all the time. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, lovely. Mm. And he said, um, he said, a lot of the programmes now, they're, you know, they're not, they're not. They're not good," he said. I, "I, you know, I go to work and I come home, you know, for a laugh, and there, there are no laughs." He said. Oh. I thought, well, you know, I'm still, I'm still on. But I thought he, he means apart from me is what he means. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was sort of um, basking in this praise, and then he said to me, "Do you ever see the lady who played Betty?" <laughs> <laughs> and in a weird string of mistakes he'd read Frank Skinner on his chitty taken that as Frank Spencer which is one mistake assume Frank Spencer was the name of the person in the show and not in the show and thought it was me you were wearing a beret and a raincoat, belt tightly okay, belted. Okay, yeah, I know. But um, so anyway, I texted Michelle Detrice and said, "Guess what?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but but then he went on about it. He said, "Cause you know nowadays the modern comedians, they're you know yeah. they're rubbish." And I was thinking, "Oh God!" Oh, no. And I couldn't tell him, obviously. He didn't mention mm -hmm. Frank Skinner, did he? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> if he'd meant, I don't. I assumed he'd never heard of me. But um, I I was almost tempted to start going mm, to try to help him out yeah, a bit, yeah. you know. 
<laughs> but um, you should have said to him, "You've done a bit of a whoopsie here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've yeah, into yeah, a little bit of trouble. Done, done yeah, you're in a bit of trouble." And then, <laughs> and then about. I suppose about four days later, I went into a... I, I parked somewhere and realised that the parking was on till 10 o'clock at night rather than 6. Oh, I hate that. So I thought, I've got no change. So I went into a shop. I always buy a pint of milk when I need change. Right. So I think, you'll drink milk. Mm-hmm. It won't be wasted, milk. No. And in the boot of the car nowadays, it's like a small fridge. Mm-hmm. So I went in the shop and uh, the... Um, I noticed that, the, obviously, I paid cash to get changed, but the woman had got one of those pin machines, you know, oh, chip yeah. and pins. Oh, yeah. Still big, aren't they? Oh, they're very big. They're still big. They're we'll like look, a 1980s calculator. We'll look back at those chip and pins and say, <laughs> do you remember when chip and pins were, you know, before they <laughs> became vapour? <laughs> yeah. And then were those big, chunky things. Anyway, hers was, was pink. Shocking pink. Uh, she was a woman, I'd say, in her late 40s, early 50s. And I said, uh, well, you've got a very feminine machine. And she looked at me. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, in, in absolute... an odd thing to say, Pat. Well, I just meant that she had a... But I don't know what she thought I was talking about, but yeah. she looked genuinely affronted. <laughs> and I couldn't see any way out of it. What was under the counter? I should have said, who Betty? A lady on his door. Oh, man, it was terrible. I, was, I mean, what could I have meant? Oh, you've got a very if you, feminine um, machine. If you would like to take a stab at what <laughs> it could have meant, text in on 812 you know, I don't have X-ray vision, for goodness sake. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I had the window cleaners the other day. And our window cleaners, they, they're, they're not like your old traditional who start at the ground and work their way up on a ladder. They mm. start at the roof and come down on a, on a cable. Is that because you live in a skyscraper, is that? Well, I don't know if I'd call it a skyscraper. I just thought it was a nice retro it's term. What, it's one of a, it's a, a sky fondler. Oh, OK. Mm. It's what it is. Because <laughs> the top, they've had the top smoothed. That's quite aspect. a job doing your windows, though, that great height. Yeah, mm. what kind of Christmas tip do they get? Um, from me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the thing is that they, they, they just dangle there doing their cleaning and I get about my business and that's the deal. Mm-hmm. One never acknowledges them. Right. Because otherwise, once you've said hello, they're there for like, you know, what do you do then? Yeah. We should say two-thirds of your apartment is window, virtually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Is, it, is that right? Mm. Um, so anyway... Uh, I, I was aware of him at the core of my eye. And then he, uh, <gasps> Frank, and the thumb, double thumbs up. No. So I thought, what you've done... You started you... that, though, didn't you? You started that move, the double thumbs up. I don't know, but I don't know if I started it, but I certainly <laughs> popularised it in the, in the 90s. Um, but he, uh, I thought, you, what you've done, you've broken the fourth wall, the classic yeah. theatre rule. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was still making my breakfast and stuff, and he was hanging there. And I knew he was there, and I knew he, it was like being on Big Brother, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, in, but in sort of live, without, the live tour of Big Brother without the fee, <laughs> without the fee, yeah, just the um, the humiliation and, and the sense of being. I could feel him boring holes in my back with his oh, with his yeah. probing eyes, mm. and it was. I couldn't. I, you know, when you're driving, you realise there's a police car behind you, and you can't drive. Yes. 
I felt that my, the sandwich I made was slipshod. <laughs> you, lo- you lost your mojo, Frank. You know, the squares weren't quite aligned of the two slices of bread. Oh, mm. no. And uh, they were a bit, o- a bit off kilter. Did you did you put all the ingredients that you'd planned to put in there? Or well, I don't the know. Get my, to my, my, my mind was a whirl. And suddenly you were going, there's just lettuce in here. In the end, I just want to eat this. I just want to legitimise leaving the room. And when you're mid-sandwich, you can't just storm out the room. Mm. So I had to sit and eat the sandwich, and I did. I never looked at him again, but I knew he was looking at me. <laughs> I couldn't swallow. I could not <laughs> Every every move, the self consciousness was crippling me. And for what? Frank, <sighs> um, can we move over to my feminine machine temporarily? <clears throat> um, I you're not you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. As I believe the late Michael Jackson once sung. Yeah. Because I had a bit of an embarrassing moment this week. Uh-oh. Well, are you familiar with the option called FaceTime on an iPhone? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. so we should just explain that sort of like a video conversation that it's, you can it's have. It's very sci-fi. It means yeah. you can talk. I always thought for every phone would be like it by this mm. stage. When when I used to watch Tomorrow as well as a child. I, if you'd have said to me you'll be doing a radio show in 2013, I would imagine myself arriving by hovercart. <laughs> it's not the case. But, yeah, so that I thought that video... Not by a man who thinks you're Frank Spencer. <laughs> exactly. So but, um, uh, FaceTime, I I've believe... I've never done it. Well, no, I haven't, and I'll tell you what, Frank, apparently it's used mainly by couples for intimate moments. Oh, you are... No. ...having a laugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's I don't know I couldn't put a figure on it but I'm going to go 88% You're kidding of me. people that use it use it for intimate moments. Oh, you see now I don't want to use it. Yeah. Me neither. However, the fact that it's called FaceTime. I went to ring Daisy the producer this week and was juggling my phone betwixt ear and shoulder in a sort of urban multitasking way. You can actually do that. I've yes. never managed to do that ever. Well, I didn't pull it off very successfully okay i'll tell you why because i realized instead of calling daisy i was requesting a facetime moment with lee mack i realized R- what oh. yeah i suddenly realized i went no so he would have heard me request it and then i just pressed stop so he lee mack has a um requested facetime miss call from me on his phone and has he got back to you i'd like no which is pro- a bit more to i imagine he's got queuing on his <laughs> <Yeah>. facetime <laughs> I'd like to apologise Tiger Woods style to Lee Mack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel very ashamed of that. So you've never FaceTimed. But you've got... To, so we, you and I could FaceTime. Oh, God. No, I mean... In a res- <laughs> let, let's, let's drag it back into respectable society FaceTime. Okay. Shall we do it? I've never okay. done it. Let's do it. Why not? I like oh. the idea of being able to see, see someone you're speaking to. You're, mm. you're in the same room. <laughs> no. It's not as like exciting, though, is it? I, I, like, I, meant, I meant with the aid of technology. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I keep persuading my girlfriend to get an iPhone. Um, oh no! <laughs> no, I mean, so we can, you know, we can have nice face-to-face conversations when I'm away. And she said the trouble is with iPhones, you get mugged for them. Well, I mean, that's not still true, is it? I haven't been since I had one. No, no, but you're a big man <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> Sound like Brian Blessed. Yeah, well, this is a hint. There's a Brian Blessed in embryo form. So you can imagine that. Got, I've actually, I've got, a, I've got a picture somewhere of uh, Brian Blessed in embryo form. But um, obviously, I, I can't put that on the website for legal reasons. Um, can you tell I can't find the button? <laughs> you could if you was on FaceTime. 
Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we were talking about embarrassing stories and I, we I don't... We were um, talking about <laughs> I would, uh, I would have loved to have joined in, but I don't have one because uh, this week, like every other week in my life, I have sailed effortlessly through. <laughs> oh. It's been uh, an absolute doddle. Uh? It's, it's an absolute breeze <laughs> for me. Good. Um, so... Instead, we should discuss Monopoly. You know mm. the board game Monopoly. Uh, yeah. You know the little what, the pieces. Asset acquiring and money based game, Alan. Yeah, yes. Mm. Oh, I that's thought you'd be a fan of that. Yes. It? That's my little reputation. That's Monopoly from, from Hasbro. Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> I have often thought it seems wrong to me that only one company is allowed to make Monopoly. Oh yeah, they should speak to the Monopolies and Mergers mm, Commission they shouldn't should. they? about that. Wrong. I love it when you two do your material. It's good. That <laughs> <was> clever. <laughs> so. So there are. Uh, they're, they're discussing the possibility of changing one of the pieces and they're asking people which one would they like to update. But I had forgotten what pieces were in there. Well, I can remember uh, Dog Boot Thimble Car. Dog Boot Thimble Car. Can I just say, I'd lo- you want I can a comma guess. after all of those. Yeah. You know when you play it, you tend to have your favourite piece, don't you? You're loyal to. Uh-huh. I can guess what you two are. Can you? I think Frank would go for... They have a little boot, which is a bit Depression-era. Yeah. Yes. And quite man of the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that would fit in with Frank's persona. Right. Mm-hmm. I I've, think... I've used a boot before now. Oh, I knew you would have, Frank. <laughs> but Angela's ashes, that boot. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit early Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but carry on. I've used the thimble as well. Have you, Frank? I use the thimble. Bit of a feminine machine. What, um, <laughs> what? thimble I find? What am I You've fam- got a very feminine <laughs> machine. Have you, of, you? Oh. <laughs> have you heard of a Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of a, a, a Scottish um, finger time they have on thimbles? Apparently. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> oh, I think I get it. Have you heard of Chick Murray? <laughs> Murray, yes, the Scottish comic. Mm-hmm. He tells a story about he stayed in um, digs, mm-hmm. you know, and the landlady was very, very skimpy. He only got one half half slice of toast in the morning and stuff for breakfast. So one morning, like day four of staying there, he asked if he could have honey the next day. And she was a bit grumpy about it. But when he, when he got up the next one, there was honey on the table, but it was in her thimble. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how small. And he said to her, oh, I, I see you keep a bee. <laughs> so fabulous! So the thimble always um, represents that fabulous story to me. But you are right; I do go for the. I boot, knew generally. you'd be boot. You see, I'd see out. They used to have a sack of money, but I think they phased that, that out. That'll be out. That'll be out. Yeah. Or the Scotty dog, maybe he's a dog. Can you Wrong. guess what I'd go for? I think mine's really obvious. Is yours? Um, I think ruling classes. Sports car. No, I go for the top hat. Oh, I of like the top hat. It's mm. nice. Mm. It's a nice weight to it, isn't it? I love I, it. I did. Um, there was an iron. Do you remember that? Yeah. And my mum, when I was a kid, we had. She had one of those metal irons. Oh yeah. And that's what that was the iron that she used. Mm-hmm. So if she had ironing to do, she'd put this metal iron on on the cooker, on oh. the gas ring, and heat it up so it was really, really red hot, and then iron with it. And it also, she used it as a doorstop. Did she? And when my dad came back from the pub with, with a coconut, which he often did. Did he? We'd, yeah. I don't know why. He, he'd often return with a coconut. Uh, <laughs> we lived in Barbados. <laughs> we was, uh, my mother was um, the cleaner for Ian Fleming at Goldeneye. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I tell you, I know I love the books and all that, and we mm. always got um, the latest one at Christmas time. <laughs> but he was he was a tough taskmaster, I, I, I have to say. Um, I'm not saying he hit her, but um, he shoved her about a bit. But you know, those were different times. It was the time my dad was going up the house, and he said, um, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "I'll give him uh, 007." He said, um, "007." Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what he meant by it. I think I think there was he was good. And my mum said, "Oh no, you know, we don't have to move out of the uh, of the servants' quarters and that," so we didn't go. But um, yeah, that was the iron. <laughs> what else we talking about? Monopoly. So the monopoly. So they're phasing one out mm. now. Odds are at the moment that it's going to be the wheelbarrow. Because people don't have much call to use a wheelbarrow. It's the least popular. I was forgotten there was one. In a time of recession, you don't use a wheelbarrow that often. Why not? Surely it's the perfect time. Grow your own vegetables, get the allotment going, have a wheelbarrow. Well, we'll come back to this. Okay. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Monopoly. Yeah, we were talking about the... new monopoly piece that's going to be introduced they haven't decided what it's going to be yet um see the modern iron i have no faith in the modern iron no no i wouldn't i'd have a dry cleaning stub because that's the modern iron really (laughs) let's be honest but they they look they don't look like they're going to last no they ought to do a sort of a victor meldrew type sitcom starring an iron Uh called one foot in the skip about the flimsy lifespan of the modern iron. The built-in, what's it called? Built-in obsolescence. Built-in obsolescence. Yeah, but it's, the I mean, modern there's, there's world. built-in and there's, there's glaringly staring obsolescence in the face. The modern iron. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would, I'd like to nominate an Ugg boot as well for a piece. <laughs> an Ugg boot? Yes. But you can't have that with the with the early Chaplin boot. Well, you'd have to swap it. Chaplin goes, and Ronnie Woodard comes in. <laughs> This is this is the new, I'm afraid. Um, I, I don't know if you can have other footwear. That seems wrong to me. Can well, you I not? Think, I think maybe you're right about um, swap it for something the same but updated, like get rid of the terrier and have one of those um, dangerous dogs, one of the savage <laughs> dogs. Yeah, but this is about people who are buying property, isn't it? You're talking people who are in uh, council or rented accommodation. Oh, God, Frank, <laughs> you can't discriminate against them. Well, you just allowed don't to get... play Monopoly if you don't own your house. You don't get many, you know, uh, Lord Banford and his killer dog, do you? You don't get that. Uh-huh. Not since I stopped haunting. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I, I, it needs to be something that represents the sort of people that buy property, doesn't it? And speculate. Does it? I just assume lemon that squeezer. Lemon squeezer. squeezer. Well, I've always, I've always seen that as the very height of sophistication. <laughs> you know the things I mean? They're like yeah. a glass bowl, and they've got like a pointy bit in the middle, and your squeezer. Yeah, what well, the pyrexy get... thing as opposed to the metal glass, tall glass. thing. I'm talking mm. glass. Oh. I think instead of the wheel, but it needs to be a vehicle of some sort. I'm going to go minicab. I think oh. minicab with the wooden beads on the front seat. Not as sophisticated though as a as a lemon squeeze. Also, if if you've had a lemon squeezer, you could you could use it, say for kumquats. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the good. right size. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but if you ever tried to purchase um, kumquat juice in a juice bar, <laughs> mm. no. Well, I'm even not. if they've got them, it's a long wait. <laughs> mm. Frank, yeah. 
Gary Mack has texted in and he says, Good morning, Alan, Emily and Mr Spencer. And then does he say, Stop bothering my brother with your FaceTime request? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has actually requested FaceTime with me, oh. this guy. Oh. But um, let's put that in a box. Um, I can't believe that Alan has still not seen Skyfall. It's now been nominated for five Oscars and eight BAFTA awards. Get a move on, Alan. I agree. And you, you are missing the trick. It's very good. I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. It's, oh, man. I just haven't got round to it. Tears for souvenirs. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, the Kendo. <laughs> it shocked me. Maybe Eiffel Tower. Little, little pewter Eiffel Tower. Oh, I like that, Frank. And then you can Parisian. do... You know that photo? We've all done it, surely, when you're in Paris. The photo of you standing <laughs> with the, the Eiffel Tower on the palm of your hand. Oh. You stand in such a way. You can actually do it. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. You could do it, you could do it like, for real. Are you with me? Mm. <laughs> it's been an odd morning, is it, me? <laughs> it's a blood on my ears. <laughs> We've heard from the outside world. OK, what's the weather like? Um, yeah, it's uh, fair to middling, oh, okay. I think they said. Uh, someone's asked, I'm not sure if I fully understand this question, did Frank's mum commute from Barbados to Jamaica to clean <laughs> Ian Fleming's house in Goldeneye? Was that... Is oh, that a Jamaican They're joke? suggesting... No, I think no, they're I suggesting think that there's who, geographical uh, inaccuracies. It's one of those smart Alex who, who knows <laughs> oh, no. where Ian Fle- Fleming well, lived. <laughs> your, your riff was an island out, is no, that what we they're used saying? to... Um, <laughs> um, oh God! What used to happen is that uh, uh, Roderick, his manservant, used to come over with a rowing boat. Roderick, yeah, you know Roderick, Roderick. Big, uh, yeah, the a big, big, handsome um, black man, and um, oh, I think um, I think he played. Uh, he used to, he told me he'd played professional baseball in Philadelphia in his, in his teenage years. Rock but you know what it's like? They, they love a story over there. Um, and he used to row my mum across with her, um, you know, cleaning fluids. <laughs> yes. so that's that one uh, sorted out. What else? Um, we've, we've also had some suggestions about uh, Monopoly. Mm. Um, one of them was uh, somebody saying uh, their friend, the sculptor, Paul Richardson, is making some giant sculptures for, Nop- for Monopoly in Waterford in Ireland. I've been to that airport. Is it going to be... Um, That's not know. going to a place, just going to the airport, Alan. True just enough. FYI. True enough. A huge battleship and policemen and other pieces to be put on a massive board game policemen. outside their offices. I don't remember policemen. It's Ireland. No, but there was that creepy man in what, the jail, they have to have policemen there? in every <laughs> board game for security reasons. <laughs> got to, yes. Oh, I mean, I mean... Things, isn't it? <laughs> What's there that? is a policeman. There's the man who says, go to jail, and points his finger at you. Oh, yeah, but he's not, he's not th- three-dimensional. This is a sculpture <laughs> we're t- talking about, not fine art. So they're going to do, like, a giant one you can play. Like, you see those big giant chess sets? They used to have that outside Huddersfield Library, the big chess. And then I think it scared the locals. They thought there was, like, a horse on the loose or something. And right. yeah, I think it's been put away. Right. Although so we'll probably get a, a, a nice move. It's been put out to, <laughs> a nice put out move, to very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. Daisy, our producer, was saying that a little earlier. She's looking, she's gone white in the face thinking, what was I saying earlier? Yeah. She's FaceTiming Lee. Apparently, this is, she was listening to Jeff Lloyd, uh, and he was saying that this is the weekend uh, where most people give up on their um, New Year's resolutions. Mm. Oh. And I'll tell you something that's happened to me um, is I've, uh, and this has never happened to me before, I've accidentally fallen into a New Year's resolution. I've done something every day this year, and it only just struck me yesterday. And that is, I've eaten lemon curd. 
oh. on every day of 2013 Describe so Describe that as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> no, but it's an accident. It's in reverse. I'm thinking now I might as well make it uh, a New Year's resolution. Make it a year. It's going a lot better than the, the herring pickling. <laughs> so, um, I like can the I, idea can... that you have a fortnight's worth of lemon curtains. I'll make a year of it. <laughs> well, it seems a shame to stop now. I mean, I... I know the day I decide to stop, they come ten to midnight. I'm going to panic and be racing over <laughs> oh, to the, yeah. the fridge for that, you know, for the job. What do you have it with, Frank? Is it with the? Uh... I have it on a on a, a crisp bread. Oh, right. lovely! Yeah, and oh, I, I, tell, I tell you what I do. What about this? I don't oh. put butter on. Just I just on. get the crisp bread and I'm just straight on with the lemon curd yeah. because lemon curd contains butter. Why gild the lily? <laughs> can I? Uh... Can I make a suggestion? Why yeah. not just smear it? What is a serving suggestion? Straight onto a um, pickled herring. Kill two birds. Uh, with you one and stone. anything oh, p- picky you in see it. See that? I was w- helping. I imagine you were in um, China when sweet and sour started. <laughs> if those are the sort of suggestions you come up with, that'd be horrible. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, uh, we've heard from the outside world. I'd like to read this email that we've had in from Steve Hubbard. The subject line is identity fraud. I have to report to you a case of identity fraud that occurred on your show just before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Like so many listeners, I always want to send something relevant in whilst the show is on and get my identity on air, that priceless three-digit number. In my case, 463. Well, can you imagine my amazement when Emily read a story about Kate from Canterbury and then described her as 463? What the hell is going on? Who said Kate could have my digits? I can't believe she's been listening anywhere near as long as me, so can I just put the record straight and say I'm 463, Spartacus, and that's (laughs) the end of it. P.S. If Emily ever wants a night out in Suffolk with an ex-footballer, I'm available, Steve Hubbard, and he's left his... Actual digits. Steve Hobbit. full number. Mm. I remember his mother, a very old woman. <laughs> <laughs> and when you went round their house, you, I mean, you never got anything to eat. There's no lemon curd to be seen. <clears throat> There's no. nothing in, was there? Well, uh, so I suppose that's the trouble with reading out the three digits of the number, is that some people get more than... Uh, so there's more than one person with the same number. Mm. But there's more than one person with the same name, and we seem to be coping with that in society. Good point. Yeah. Very good point. Thanks. <laughs> and well made too, if uh, if I may say so. Shall we get to email corner? Yes. Oh, yeah, if you like. We can sneak one in. <laughs> loving it. Uh, here we are. Uh, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm loving it like that. Hi, Frank, DME, and Alan. Uh, funny to hear about DME. Frank's. Oh, Divine Miss M. Oh, of That's course. my um, Twitter moniker. It's a Twitter handle. Um, d- funny to hear about Frank's witnessing of Jerry Lee Lewis assaulting a person on stage. Um, oh yeah, do you remember that telling was... that story? Yeah, um, a woman jumped up to kiss him, and he, um, he, he it startled him, and he sort of he didn't actually hit her, but he, he was a bit rough, and then he said, "I'm sorry, I, th- I thought it was my ex-wife." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was a few feet away from the legendary Mickey Rooney when he did the very same thing. Oh, we had a work salting. Oh, we saw him in Panto. Yeah, we went to Milton Keynes he to see Mickey bit, Rooney. I'd use the word confused, Frank. Well, he was 84. Yeah. He, he was confused by the concept of oh, Panto. was he 94? Or? He kept looking at his watch. He seemed like he wanted out. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. 
And that was the watch, like, with the, the duration of his life. <laughs> and, uh, the life hand. His body clock. Exactly. It's because of his body. About ten years ago, he was meeting a group of people after an interview when a lady reached to kiss him. He batted away her advances, muttering, only my wife kisses me. Much to the astonishment of us all, the lady proved to be persistent and lunged for another peck. Oh. But this time, Mickey actually slapped her face. <laughs> Repeating her objection. Although I sympathised with his reasons, it was still shocking to see a Hollywood giant behave like this. Hollywood giant? He's about giant. 4 foot 11. Is he? Yeah. Have I got him confused? Is he not the one that's in The Wrestler? Is that no, that's Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Oh, I've got... Rooney's Sorry. a very different kettle of fish. Rooney's <laughs> oh like Andy Hardy. It was with Judy Garland fil- in know, films Mickey in Rooney. the 40s. He's Don't about four foot nine. Is he in Skyfall? Is I that? was. He no, was no. in. He was in a uh, a musical in um, in the West End. Uh, what was it called? Babes in something. Yes. Sugar Babes. Or babes in the Wood. He wasn't, no, wasn't one that. of Sugar Babes. I know they changed their lineup a lot. <laughs> no, but Mickey wasn't. Rooney was never one of if them. If he was the thing, if if he was in Sugar Babes now, he wouldn't be the least attractive <laughs> one. That's what's incredible. <laughs> Um, but no, someone, uh, it, they had to do a secret understudy because he won't allow an understudy and he discovered that this bloke was his understudy and he confronted him in front of everyone in the green room and said, uh, Ed, are you my understudy? <laughs> and the guy said, um, yeah, me I am. And he said, how do you understudy a legend? <laughs> I love Mickey Rooney. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. You can text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking before we're the talking news. about Mickey Rooney, which is quite topical of us. Yeah, Mickey, yeah. <laughs> well, he's still alive. Is he? Let's get, let's get the Mickey Rooney stuff in now before it becomes <laughs> um, disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, so we uh, we're on about the fact that he uh, slapped a fan. Yeah. And now the famous story. Are you aware of Farron Young? Uh, he had a hit. Me. It's four in the morning, and once more, he was a country and western great. And he used to do this thing. He used to sing. I think it was called "This Little Girl of Mine," a song of his. And he used to get um, a, a little girl up out the audience and mm. and sing it with him. It's like a little cheesy bit in the show and um, he got <laughs> he got this girl up and uh, he claimed that uh, she spat at him <laughs> <laughs> so he put her over his knee and gave her a proper hard spanking i mean on oh stage wow and uh, the parents uh, objected and uh, he said that she was, you know, uh, ill-mannered and uh, needed to be uh, taught a lesson. Did you say spare the rod and spoil the child at well, any point? I'll, I'll tell you a good thing about it. it. It reminded me that when I was a kid, if you were um, being naughty anywhere, mm. any the nearest adult... Are you familiar with the, the football tactic of uh, zonal marking? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah you, I you know that. You don't mark a man, you mark uh, an area, and then yes. whoever comes into that, you deal with it. With <laughs> it. That's what people did with kids. <laughs> so adults, we were very much a united front. Um, <laughs> or they Zon- were. Zonal physical discipline. Also. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, were, they were all in it together, the adults, against yeah. us, basically. So if we were in someone's garden and playing up, then the person who owned that garden could uh, could slap us, and, yeah. and the parents was fine with it. 
Yeah. And it was much... Because your parents, you know, they can't be everywhere. Don't say it was much better. Don't <laughs> well, say it was much better. Well, I think... I think it was, um... It why? Had, it had moments of effectiveness, you, did it not? You could... Well, you could certainly shout at children as well. You're allowed no, to you shout at other shout. people's okay. kids. You're not allowed to shout at other people's kids now. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying that hitting children is a good thing, no. but I'm saying that zonal marking, as far as <laughs> discipline is concerned, yes. And with dogs as well. If you saw two dogs having um, the physicals in the street, <laughs> someone would get a broom and someone would get a bucket of water. Didn't have to be your dog. You know, people cared more. Mm. Anyway, a little uh, flashback to uh, the golden years. <laughs> In the Caribbean. Frank, can I just say, um, there are a lot of fellow lemon curd enthusiasts here. That's not a euphemism for something No, indeed not. Oh, that's good. It's disgusting, though. Um, It's not even a euphemism. Lemon curd is disgusting, I find it. Well, we're all different. (laughs) One man's curd is another man's... Way. Pleasure. Yeah, way. Um, 888, I've also had lemon curd every day this year. On a variety of breads and bagels, but with a layer of peanut butter underneath. Well, I'm making a note of that. That mm. sounds... Peanut... Yes. You are literally making a Yes, note I have written good. it down. Curd and peanut butter from 888. Yeah. And I don't normally approve of online gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he knows his foodstuffs. <laughs> Sammy uh, has tweeted us, what about lemon curd on a digestive? Fab. I've never tried that. Well, not on, what, not on a chocolate digestive. I don't mind a digestive no. dipped in yogurt. Have you ever done that? No. That's nice. Really? Yeah, it's nice. The cold and the biscuitiness, it works. Uh, my, uh, Daisy the looks is, like she's going to be physically sick now. My um, my area of intent with yogurt has narrowed now to... I'm, I'm basically black cherry, and that's it. Really? The others, I You're can't. a Muller fan, aren't you? Um... Oh, I thought you would be. No, I like... You normally a, go for the German brands, I, I, like Leah Dammer. Yeah, I, I would normally go for the German <laughs> brands. I, I, I tend to go for a Rachel's. Um, oh. For the, uh, they, they seem to be the sort of... What do they call them? Live yoghurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, the black cherry is the best. I mean, some people, they'll still eat things like mandarin. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've actually had a text in that I, I, you know, we don't normally read out praise on on the show, really, because mm. it just seems a bit. Frank doesn't like praise. Yeah, well, but... I like praise, but I don't. I think reading out your own praise is a bit pathetic. But we've had a text <laughs> from uh, 084 that I think it's it's also our civic duty to read it out. Uh, great show, genuinely funny. Just set up account. Does this text function work? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that text... It does work. Congratulations. has come in, hasn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. It feels like that's our civic duty to let him know that it's that lovely, works. It's lovely, when you set up an account for anything, when you get your first, when you send your test email or something, it comes uh-huh. back, you think, that's it, we're up and running. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that feeling. This is the exact delight that I wanted to give this individual, yeah, so no, I felt I've... like we could break the rule on non-praise texts. No, that's... that's uh, <laughs> we're up and running. <laughs> that's uh, splendid, the email. Frank, um, I'd like to discuss Nick Clegg. Okay. I agree with Nick. That was the catchphrase. On his policies. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Do you remember that oh. thing where they did the um, the live debate? Oh, God, he was a star for about four days. And, and the yes. big catchphrase was they, they all kept saying, I agree with Nick. And now, times have changed, haven't they? No, Not everyone yeah. agrees with Nick anymore. No. That's showbiz love. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there was. Uh, he, he must look back on those four <clears throat> days when he yeah. was the golden oh. boy of British yeah. politics. It's Very like lovely. when you're in the Big Brother house. 
and everyone thinks you're amazing, and then you come out and you just get exponentially yeah. less interesting. Um, well, he, I had the same thing with um, me dancing in my pants. <laughs> For a time, people thought I was a comedy god. <laughs> no. Well, carry on. Frank. Maybe that's why the window cleaner was so gr- engrossed as you were making yourself. Oh, he was hoping sandwich. to hear some finger no, boys. I wasn't. Imagine yeah. if you'd have done that, Frank. He would have heard. Did I mention I was naked? But I'd had one of those, you know, those painting, body painting things that makes you look like you've got underwear on? Yeah, I've got that on now. It's my outfit. Yeah, I'm do. I do that sometimes. If I go to the the swimming baths, yeah, I'll just paint uh, paint trunks on for a bit of a laugh. Anyway, um, so Nick Clegg, yes, revealed this week that he is the owner. We've well, got a radio show, Nick Clegg. That's right. Yeah, once a week. Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, well, we only do it once a week. We'd say we've got a radio show. That's true. We're in the same business, us and Cleggo. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Well, he's got a onesie. He should bring out that. He should have Cleggoland, <laughs> where kids can go and um, do various Nick Clegg-based activities. Mm. Like what? Like, well, just, you know, hang around with not very nice people. <laughs> Reluctantly agreeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, he owns a onesie, though, Frank. But it's not just any old onesie, it's an Incredible Hulk onesie. Yeah, I must admit, I wouldn't mind an Incredible... Uh, don't send me one if, you, if you're in the business, because I'll buy one. Um, but uh, I wouldn't mind an incredible halt one. Really? Yeah. Right. I'd be prepared to have my hair cut into that slightly inward-curving fringe to, to set off the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. The you know, Dr. David Banner vibe. You know, he's got the fringe, but it looks like he's uh, he's done that, that, that page boy. He's got, the, uh, he's got the curlers on it a bit. You know so the, it comes in. You know the problem with having it's an good incredible... That. It's a bit um, Birmingham it's, Nana, because hair, when you have, Sometimes, <laughs> if I don't put anything on my hair, I have a fringe that curls outwards, uh-huh. and it, it, uh, it'll catch uh, snowflakes, and it'll sit in there like it would in the eaves of a house. Mm. Whereas with his inward curling one, um, it's, it's all good. I think you could trapped. probably put um, a not-too-heavy biro in there. Mm. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, those cyanide almonds have left a really bitter taste in my mouth. That's because they're cyanide almonds. Mm. Thanks, Sarah. We were just saying that sometimes when you're eating knots, you get one of those ones, wow, like the worst oh. taste you've ever had in your life. The what? killer knot. You mm. get the soap knot as well, you know. Oh, I know the soap knot, Frank. It's just like eating soap. Yeah. Mm. What is it with knots? Sort themselves out. Get rid of the rebels. Otherwise, you're going to lose trade. I'm loving some of your observational material. What is it with nuts? It's true. (laughs) What's that all about? Yeah, Yeah. nuts. But very, very fresh nuts, you still get the nasty ones. Mm. Frank, uh, Nick Clegg, now we were talking about him in a onesie. Mm. He said, oh, I would wear it in the privacy of my own home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course he wouldn't. Oh, I think he would. Do you? I I think he's the type. No, I think he... They don't. They they always look wrong if they don't have a tie on politicians. You can't wear a tie and a onesie. No, that, well, you could do. That would look Incredible Hulk on his way to a wedding. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. An Incredible Hulk onesie. Surely you'd need to buy two onesies because you'd have to have like a ripped one over the top of the Hulk one, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't have to, but you could. 
No, you wouldn't. You, what you're you suggesting want... a sort of Dr. Bruce Banner yeah, yeah, yeah. suit. Yeah. You want like a, a, and then a, a onesie all to run underneath. Off, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, isn't it amazing as well that when the trousers, uh, the trousers never go at the waist? It is amazing. <laughs> They're always snug at the waist. Even aren't the they? bottom doesn't pop, and the, no. the other, the other clothes just completely disintegrate. But the it seems to me that okay, he's bulked up the the Hulk, but he still kept the nice trim. He's still way. snake yeah. hipped, isn't yeah. he? He's like I, when I was in uh, I was in Africa in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> no, I was. Mm-hmm. I was in West Africa with Comet Relief, mm-hmm. and we went to a school. And the teacher was doing a song with the kids about um, about a lion. And um, I'm, I'm going to try and do this. Is it all right to do the accent? It's all right to do the accent. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not being at all derogatory. Okay. Let's see. A, so he sort of the song goes um, a lion. A lion has a tail. And the kids go, a lion has a tail. And he goes, it has a big head. And they all go, it has a big head. And he goes, and a very small waist. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, you know, that's never struck me before about Mm. a lion. You see... That's because suggesting it's some sort of Kardashian type beast. <laughs> but it has got a very small waist, hasn't it? Is. it? They are. You yeah. feel. I feel like if, if I put my hands around the waist of a lion, I could possibly touch thumb and fingertips. Oh. That's how slim they are at the waist. But because we don't see lions, you see, we don't think of the details like no. this. No. But this was obviously written by an African person who saw lions on a on a regular basis and yeah. thought. Nice waist. <laughs> that's what I think about the Incredible Hulk. Carry on. Oh, I see. You're fine. So, <laughs> would you that's... boys go for a onesie? Because I, the one thing, if I can give you one piece of advice, it's this: do go for something a bit roomy. I hate it when men buy a onesie and it's too snug. I oh, know you don't want that around no. the sort of central reservation Unless area. Unless it's uh, skeleton bones. Oh yeah, that's acceptable. I've got two. I've got um, camouflage and uh, tiger. <laughs> Now, I know. That I see you in Pig Frank. You're telling the truth yeah. at least about one of those because no, I think both. I did your telly program and you, there was a picture of you in your onesie. Well, obviously I got them from the TV show. Free. Mm. I got all my clothes <laughs> from free from TV. I haven't bought any clothes for ages. No. But, um, yeah, and that's why uh, Boz, my son, has got. He's got loads. He's. I mean, he's into onesies big time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, he's onesie crazy. Can I ask a question? When you wear your onesie, do you wear pajamas or anything under it? What's the? I wear so, pants. That's so What's incredible, Hulk like. I wear pants under it. Just pants. Yeah. Nothing else. Because that's not... all. That's all it needs. Sometimes just my painted ones. But I am a slave to belly button fluff. So oh, if you? I wore, oh God, honestly, uh, there will be some gathering I didn't there think now. That still existed. I haven't had that since <laughs> yeah, the seventies. Really, seventies. So I wouldn't be. I could put my hand in now and bring it out. It'd be like a do it. It'd be like a bird's nest. Probably. You are <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> Oh my! Perhaps oh, you could. Could you save me some for uh, in case I need a two pain later? Like, <laughs> I honestly thought that had ceased to exist. I don't know why mm. I thought what had happened to the human being and, it, and their general state. But I haven't took anything out of my navel since 1973. <laughs> oh, there will probably be some in there. I bet you. No, there isn't. Honestly, it's, I often um, sometimes I'll. Uh, Put a bit of um, lemon curd in there and use it for donking. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly clean. Now, yeah, Nick Clegg is doing a radio show with Nick Ferrari. That's right. Yeah. Surely they're using Nick Nick as a uh, <laughs> as a jingle. Mm. Oh, that would be good. They've missed if they've missed the trick. I bet you know that'll get back to them. They'll use it this week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Obviously, it's not quite the catchphrase. It I wonder if Nick Ferrari's got a onesie. Um. 
He's putting it out there. He's asking the question. I don't think. I don't think he has. Do you think not? No, I think he sits at home in a nylon shirt and tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> but, you know. He likes a loose waistband, though. I must say they're very hot ones. Is they're a lot hotter than you? Because they're acrylic. Mm. Anyway, on the subject of uh, politics, I heard a, a, a short extract from a speech by Ed Miliband. Um, I guess it was last week. And he said... Uh, he said, I've learnt something, and I've learnt it from the greatest teacher of all, the British people. Oh. And I thought, now the trouble is now, Ed, I won't be able to vote for you in the next election. I've voted <laughs> Labour my whole life, but I can't vote for someone who says, I've learnt that from the greatest teacher of all, mm. the British people. Because, A, you don't mean that for one second, and B, you're patronising me as a member of the British people. And uh, I'm a member of the British people. Do you remember we had uh, YMCJ, which was a less big hit than the village people, oh. uh, YMCA. But um, I just I think it uh, it's the worst thing I've ever heard said in the public domain. Is it also not a bit grammatically questionable? The 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 greatest teacher of all the British people. Well, has a voice, you see, has a single know. voice. But they're a plural. Surely she should say yeah, the greatest teacher of all. The greatest teacher of all has all gone a bit Whitney Houston song. Yeah, a lot like of that. them haven't had any teacher training. Yeah. They're not, even if they have, they're not up on the modern method. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they've been CRB checked. <laughs> well, exactly. Some of them, he's, some he's, of them wouldn't yeah, pass that he's, oh, from the papers. I can't. It's a terror. I don't know what to do with myself now. It's always you, Kip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I love a bit of celebrity embarrassment, as you well know. It's my life. So, the thing I loved most this week was a show called Splash, which was all about celebrity embarrassment. Did you happen to... Did you see either of you? Well, you see, I did... Uh, I uh, I got the wrong end of the stick with uh, Splash because I just caught the last 20 minutes and I mm. saw Ahmed Jalili drop from an enormously high diving board. And Ten I thought, metre. I thought, this is, you know... This has taken uh, celebrity shows to a whole new level and it's quite a brave thing to do. Mm. And it's much more interesting than watching professionals do it. Yeah. Because when professionals die, they all look pretty much the same. There might be a slight little bit of deviation. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he just he looked like a bloke falling out of a flat. <laughs> you know, he just, he just spanned through the air and landed with an he enormous He went for the sort of Victorian strongman costume as well, not oh, the trunks, he? not the Tom Daly trunks. But, I mean, it was, more, it was, it was very courageous and very exciting, I thought. But, I loved the show. But I'm I have told to say. some people just sort of jumped off those Helen Ledra. Helen Ledra had a crash mat which Tom Daly was holding, which deposited her into the pool. <laughs> but she did. She did what, it properly. You poured her into the pool. Yeah, basically. using a crash mat. But, See, I missed that bit. That didn't sound quite so breathtaking. She had a sort of bathing bell costume. Uh -huh. She's had um, a difficult week because uh, that, of course, that artist accidentally painted her <laughs> instead of the Duchess of Cambridge, <laughs> and in that big mix-up uh, identity mix-up thing. <laughs> oh, so she was tipped into the pool from a crash for mat. the night. She decided she was brave and she went without the crash mat. Oh, she no, had an unusual style, though. I don't, that sounds like illegal tipping. <laughs> In the old days when Copneys used to just put stuff in the canal. One of the things yeah. that annoys me most in the countryside is Helen Ledra tipping. <laughs> just... It should be stopped. Yeah. They had. I um... must say, I've got a soft spot for Helen Ledra. Yeah. Do you? Seems nice. Well, I read um, uh, 
No, I'm in real. I'm, I'm in a terrible dilemma now because it's a Doctor oh. Who feature on the telly. And I know I can't you're watch watching. It. I'm working. Oh. Well, it's William Hartnell on at the moment. My favourite. Is he? You always rem- you always remember your first. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm trying to keep focused. Yeah, so she wrote a lovely thing in the Daily Mail about yeah. about that thing and was very very um, humble and about her nice splash about, about, her about her splash. Yeah. I tell you experience. what, she was very humble because she said that uh, one of the reasons she was wearing that particular outfit was to cover up her curves from the Christmas carver and I was thinking carver mm. surely you know you could have had a bottle of champers at Christmas couldn't you she's perhaps oh. more frugal than me well I thought she meant like a carvery have I got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> I thought when she'd gone up for the fourth time she thought maybe I'll go for the bigger swimming out <laughs> no she, I just she just sounded very sweet so um I mean I didn't I, I'm 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 gonna I think now look up the uh, the mm. crash map I think you might mm. need to see it I think being uh, <laughs> being tipped into the pool wasn't at all there isn't enough for that in the Olympics is that being, <laughs> being tipped in <laughs> people who got nothing to do with the Olympics at all just passing <laughs> and they get tipped in but I think we better get our music and then come back to this baby Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Frank, yeah, I'll be watching Splash again tonight. I think it's on tonight. I can't. Uh, I don't know if I'll be back in time because I'm going to uh, a, a Doctor Who screening of the first ever uh, story, An Unearthly mm. Child, at oh. the British Film Institute. Lovely. With special guests. Who knows who that could be? Well... Sylvester McCoy's getting around a lot. Well, I'd be very happy to see Sylvester McCoy then. That'd be exciting. Um, anyway, nevertheless, I was watching over Christmas Celebrity Mastermind, and I've also oh, been I love watching that. the odd um, Pointless Celebrities, as they call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the pointless. Why is it that celebrity programmes have to be, um, the questions have to be a lot easier? Seems to be a suggestion that celebrities are, are not as bright as the as standard member of the public. Mm. Yes, um, I would agree with you. Mastermind, some of the... I mean, it's like, you know, when you play darts and, and there's, a, like, an 11-year-old and you let them stand a bit closer <laughs> to the board? That's yeah. how celebrities are. They're treated like glittering fools. Is it fools. like, Frank, when they do texting questions on Daybreak and they say, what is the capital of France? Is it A, Paris, B, Cabbage? No, it's not just to make loads and loads of money. That's just, is it that? No, but they're always like eight, eight quid to text yes, in and that's why it's, uh, that, that's all. No, it, it's, it is definitely based on the belief that celebrities are not so bright. Mm. And I find that... Um, Largely true. No, I don't really know that many. So I, mean, I, I wonder I c- if it's largely true. Uh, I would exclude you from that because you, you've got a big old brain, haven't you, and a lot of areas you've got, of interest. You've got what I'd call a hinterland. Oh, okay. Mm. That's that's what you're getting at, isn't it? Mm. Really? I mean, you'd love to go on there and just wipe the floor no, on the rock. No, no, I'm thinking now. If I'm going to go on, I'm just going to. I'm just going to join in. I'm going to do the Queen's Christmas message. Right. Because people do really small things. People yeah, do like easy, Wind in the it? Willows and The Great Gatsby. Mm. I, who did uh, Friends season one and two? The questions really? would be... Yes, someone did. The questions Sorry. would be, who hosted the Queen's Christmas message? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, fa- what season... A, the Queen, B, Cabbage. Yeah, what season <laughs> was the message uh, delivered at? 
If there was a king, what would the Queen's Christmas message be called? That, that's the sort of level we're working at. Oh, it's someone's texted in with the answers. No, I'm on the Frank call. Stephen oh, okay. K.A. Mostard, five star. I'm just putting that out there. Did they? Five star? Mm. That was his special subject on Mastermind. Um, and uh, Mylene Class um, was Sex in the City, series two. <laughs> I mean, can that be right? Anyway, that's, that's this week's texting. <laughs> Are celebrities stupid? <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Hi, I'm Frank Skinner. I'm on Absolute Radio. I'm with a couple of friends of mine, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. <laughs> we've actually um, we've actually received a text on eight twelve fifteen about something that we we're talking about in the last hour. You know, we were talking about um, when celebrities are on celeb quizzes. Mm. Um, Frank thinks the questions are a bit silly, a well, bit silly-billy. Sometimes they get easier. Uh, someone has texted in, 851 has texted in, I would say that the questions are a bit easier because that enables them to raise more money for the charities. Oh. Hadn't thought of that. Mm. Had you thought of that? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but why not just give the money to charity and not waste us with the whole squalid pantomime? You need an good, element of jeopardy in there. Point. I agree, yeah. yeah Humiliation exactly. is fun, isn't it? I think you want you want the people from the charity sitting on the edge of their seats when you start <laughs> gambling recklessly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, eight five one. But you do strike me as a little bit neighbourhood watch. I'm mm. just saying that. Well, I think it's a good point, and okay. I, I I thank eight five one from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Which is just oh my god, you know, it's all gone a bit FaceTime. You know that, that <laughs> what's going on? I wonder about that fatty bit underneath the left ventricle. Yes, oh, I'm yeah. aware of it. Right. Yeah. I like to itemise my awful. Mm-hmm. Could we pop over to email corner? Yeah, do you want the jingle? Yeah, I would like it. Thank you very much. Okay. Be sure and join in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> email corner. I cleared my throat Lovely. instead of joining in. That was oh, a that's mistake. That's I like that. Mistake. Bad timing. It has but... some of the boho ambience of Jeff Lloyd's show, I feel. Mm. <laughs> Frank, uh, I'll kick off with what I'm going to call email two. Hi, Frank, Alan and Emily. When I was eight, my mother gave me the gift of five pound coins. This is this is bad presents, I should say. Five one pound coins. Five one pound coins sellotaped to a box of 12 Bovril cubes and could not understand why I wasn't happy. This is the same woman who, finding out my childhood desire to be a ninja, sent me to a ballet class. Close. Can I say that I used to That's eat... That's Mandy. I used to eat um, Bovril cubes... Yes, I used to eat OXO cubes, oh, yeah. Why did we do that? I don't know, they were lovely and Weren't salty. They lovely? Oh, they were salty. Oh. Wrapping the silver foil? I'm actually, I'd save my it. mouth is actually physically yes. watering. Frank, I get that when I say lime pickle. sometimes eat half of it and then reseal it in the silver foil and keep it for later? That was lovely. Couldn't do that without oh. Keith around. <laughs> he was like a pig after truffles <laughs> with a bovril square. <laughs> They were lovely because oh. the spit sort of in your yes. mouth made bovril. It you know what I mean? You, ma- you made sort of me bovril, a me bovril cocktail with my own saliva. And we got texts saying that I had upset people and put them off their breakfast when I was talking about my belly button fluff and how I'm a no, slave to it. No, but that's a different it, world altogether. I think it's, uh, there's something lovely about... Uh, I don't know if mm. people still eat them. Oh well, I'm I'm 100 percent with you, Frank. I loved an oxo. Oh. Well, the thing I like about this chat so is twelve. Twelve, you could have. It's like what if it's a Christmas present? You have one. You can open one every mm. day for the twelve days of Christmas, oh. like Advent Bovril. 
I uh, I don't I don't I'll tell you what I don't like. He uh, he oh, says could not understand why I wasn't happy. So he displayed his unhappiness when receiving a gift. He did the Oh, is this what you've got? No. Five pound coins attached to twelve bovril cubes. He could have could have put that money eight, in. To um, be fair, he was only twelve months past age of reason. Yeah. He didn't know. Surely he could have put that money in stocks, couldn't he? Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. We I knew I'd get there in the end. You had the little I pop. I knew little you were. Evil can evil ramp up. Oh, character you. And who didn't want to be a ninja? <laughs> who didn't want to be a ninja when they were a kid? What a great thing to want to be. This wasn't... Is this the guy who wanted a flamethrower for Christmas? Yes. Yes, he said, <laughs> he in all fairness, for that particular Christmas, I had asked for a flamethrower. I must admit, I used to dream of a flamethrower. It was one of my dream things to have. It's not a classic have. ninja weapon, though, is it? Like, no. Throwing star, you can see I it, really like the idea of one, a backpack flamethrower. Mm. Not, not, I'm not talking about taking out a Viet Cong village. I'm talking about <laughs> just on waste ground to see how far you can send the flames. <laughs> but I did have a go with a high-power hose... And it was a very similar experience. Was that it? is brilliant. Mm. Man, you can feel the power going through that robber. They're on the news. What a night like that was. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I believe we're still in email corner, so I, uh, I will continue that. Uh, Frank, lovely Emma and Al. Hmm. Uh, as a podcast listener, here's my late contribution. Now, this is in the terms of that before Christmas we were discussing strange gifts that we'd received, mm. so yeah. when he says late contribution. Uh, this is not a mother-in-law joke, but my MIL is legendary in the gift department. Uh, from the local Army and Navy store. I love an Army and Navy store. I've been in one of those for ages. Oh, I hope they don't go. I hope they don't die out in the new high street that we're getting through recession, because... Um, where else are we going to get a gas mask or a flame? The thing is, there's not. I don't think there's as much spare military equipment around as there is. I think, <laughs> we're we're, I think all, they're man. actually going to, to shops in Afghanistan and trying to buy sort of uh, camouflage onesies because <laughs> they don't have enough equipment. Um, Bit of politics. So. Well, this, uh, this chap... <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, it was satirical in the this, extreme. This chap was uh, given two high-vis... Parachute landing markers about three metres long. He okay. says, I've never jumped out a plane, nor intend to. Prior to that, I had some clothes softener and three used shuttlecocks. My wife... I have to say, those are markers, though, if you're getting up in the night, mm-hmm. you could lay them between your bed and the ensuite. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like a little strip light. Or so you know, if you're, a bit, if you're a bit, you know, wake up a bit drowsy. Yeah. I'd be glad of that. Um... I've never jumped that. My, own, my, my wife, her own daughter, got a, a wine cork engraved with the letter C. Her name is Sally. <laughs> oh. That'll be C for cork. <laughs> yes, <laughs> be, you're right, Frank. That'll be part of a home literacy yes. kit. Yeah, she <laughs> She'll probably get the other letters over the next 25 years. Yeah. Father-in-law isn't any better. One year buying all male family members from son to distant cousins a copy of the 99p classics such as Great Expectations. That's good, that's good. I think yeah, that's a great gift. Okay. I'm happy with that. Judgy not. Yeah, teach the masses for 99 pence and all female members from only daughter to distant nieces a pen. The profits at the local petrol station uh, There's profits at the local petrol station. I doubt it. Very Probably religious area. 
Most of the profit would have been in fuel, wouldn't I it? I like the sound of his um, view of gender, though. He sees the mm-hmm. women as the active members of uh, yes, right, they need the writing. Men. Men men about men, reading. Where they re- yeah, the women yeah. actually produce the uh, the material. Sounds like a good world to me. Sounds it's a great. shame they got re- divorced. They were oh. made for each other. Oh, God. Great show. <laughs> I mean, it's a sort of light-hearted radio show now. <laughs> gone right down to he says great show uh nights move to you all if you ever find yourselves in toulouse with nowhere to go i've been in toulouse on um i i, I went out oh with i love it i went out with someone who lived in toulouse and we uh, were to toulouse end it's a bit forced but there's summit in it isn't there? yeah let me see now yeah i went on a long walk around there a sort of a toulouse le trek oh <laughs> But we're all right, because we shared a flat, but we had two lose. Very good. <laughs> this will never end. You no, do, when you've nothing to lose. Like it'll... Oh, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to leave it there, because I, I like that one. <laughs> you know what happened now is the listeners will send in five million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you count on that. Five million? That'd be good. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I've seen. I've become a bit of a Toulouse canon. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I've been reading about the best job in the world. Okay. Now you may consider that to be, for example, presenting a fashion show with Got Kwan called "Would You Wear This." <laughs> <laughs> I believe was a TV format idea. I think, once this, had. I think this is the best job in the world. Oh, what about Frank. that? What about that? Um. But apparently the best job in the world is being paid to be a water slide tester. Oh, that... Did you read yes, about that? I did, yes. You travel around the world testing them at various Europe, holiday parks. Europe, I think. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, it was Europe, wasn't it, principally? Um, oh, was it just you, Europe? You I thought you, you were just expressing a, a keenness for the band. No, you, you don't want to be testing um, the flumes worldwide. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you'll find that there's a lot of legionnaires... Oh, oh yeah. Knocking around in the spray. That's how it <laughs> travels, isn't it, by spray? It is by water spray. Yeah, <laughs> you can imagine you'd be dicing with it. If they'd let me go with a, a, one of those, what they're called prolipopylene um, anti-infection uh, suits, if they'd let me do it in that, but I think that might distress the holiday makers. <laughs> yeah, I'd worry about that. There's a man going to... Do you have to go down the... Uh, the chutes. Do you have to go down in, like, a suit with a clipboard? <laughs> <laughs> it's on. You have a like clipboard it. in the picture in the article, the fella. <laughs> I mean, with would, big boots on. Yeah, with the normal, you know, with a proper smart suit on and a tie. That'd well, be I great. wondered if the because he's going around the year. <coughs> it's a whole year of going on water slides. Does he? You 20, say, old? Oh, you say he? Oh, well, exactly. Well, the, I think the days of advertising a job like that might well be behind us. If you don't okay. mind me. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, the. The person who did it last was a he, wasn't <coughs> it? Could be so anyone. Could be Helen Nedra if she's got the crash mat. It could <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose that, that is a sort of a crash yes. mat. But is the, water um, slide. is the park that they're visiting at the time that they're doing their slide? Is it open? Because uh, it sounds like a dream job, but then when you factor in the queuing, mm. that would you be... wouldn't have to queue if you was there in an official capacity. You surely think, not. You think he's allowed to leapfrog the queue? No, yes, I should think. It'd be like when Elvis used to hire a fairground and just take a few close friends. Oh, would it? Yeah, that's why. That's why I imagine. Do you think he has rupees? The slide man. Oh, I'd rupees. Love rupees. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, well, I hope so. That would be lovely. I also think yeah, I, I, I have a sense that you could pick up illnesses from being in water slides that often. Well, his statistical likelihood of getting a veruca has gone through the roof immediately. Oh, I mean, I'd be happy with a veruca. I mean, I'm in about all sorts of bacteria all dwelling sorts. there. All sorts. 
old, I mean, you're dirty sitting old dads you're in going, that pool. You're, you know, you're going down on your, on your behind. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have to say, Some Frank, people go on their belly, obviously not... Um, I think anyone the that does it... The cockerel can't get out on his belly as he gets all tangled up. <laughs> well, this is true. I don't like slides on terra firma. They're one of my worst fears. Oh, really? Slides? I've always had an incident of some sort. I tend to not make it down to the bottom. I don't know if oh. it's Kardashian issues, but I can't get purchase. I can't gain momentum properly. Yeah, and the big kids spit on them as well. I don't like the legs flailing around. It's so undignified. Oh, yeah. Like grown adult. I used slide. to. What about those spare tyres that people go down How on? dare you? <laughs> <laughs> when I used to drive to um, West Brom games from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I think it would be from Birmingham. Actually, it might have been from London. Yeah, that's and, where you're uh, from, darling. Yeah, I didn't drive to games in Birmingham. When I was uh, first moved to London, I used to, I used to pass on, on the uh, motorway. There was a sign... For a place called Billing Aquadro. Have you ever heard of it? No. It was sort of near, sort of Northamptonish, I think. Mm. And every time I passed it, if I didn't feel I was happy in uh, the, whatever relationship I was in, I would sing Billing, Billing Aquadro. And I did that every time I passed it until I met someone and felt happy and in love. And then when that relationship started to go a bit wrong, there'd be that point where as I got near it, I thought I have to decide now whether I feel this relationship is going well or not. Oh, no. And sometimes at the very last minute I'd go, Billing, Billing, <laughs> Aquadro, thus establishing that uh, there was uh, trouble at home. Strangest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Is it? <laughs> you are a creature of habit, aren't so you? So the text in is, uh, what are your um, psychological-based Billing, <laughs> Aquadro <laughs> songs? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about um, the best job in the world. The so so called this person that goes and tests out slides. Well, not in my book. Best Water job in the world slider. is Vince Cable's intern. <laughs> best job in the world. <laughs> Totes, amaze balls. I'd do that. I mean, I'm not a massive. Uh, like roller coaster fan or anything like that, but I am partial to a water slide. I think they're okay. But yeah, I'm... but would you want to do it day in day? No, out? no. Uh, for a start, the queuing, and I think um, I think they'd be chafing. I do. Chafing, but thankfully, you know, some of them they give you those little mats that you can go down, almost oh, like yeah. a welcome mat. Yeah, Helen Ledra. If I go down on my belly, my um, belly button fluff just forms a natural mat, um, na- natural slide mat. But the person has to give them advice on making the slides better. How how long's that going to last? You know, keep it clean, make it slippier. That's it, isn't it? Well, I don't know. You might. Is wonder. there anything more to say? You might say not enough left turns, too many. Right. <laughs> not enough left turns. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. You know, I've only just learned to swim. I still haven't really done a water slide. Yeah. I just people always talk about these jobs, like the dream jobs. There's one where you look, you have to look after some island or something. Do you remember oh, that? Right, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Why are they dream jobs? Because you get to wear your trunks. Yeah, but in this case, you get wear trunks and a high vis jacket. I expect. <laughs> Frank, we've had um, an email in with the subject line Billing Aquadrome. Ah. Um, Does it still exist? Only good can come of this. This is from Alan. He says, Hi, I used to go there in the 70s, outskirts of Northampton, Old Quarry, bought a little boat there, skidded on the grass there in my Triumph Spitfire and ended up in the quarry with the boat resting on the roof and the car hanging on by its rear axle. Mm -hmm. Strange tyre tracks left into the lake. Only just got out. Great place. There you go. Well, it's a perfect symbol for a failing relationship. Isn't it? <laughs> a car trapped under a boat. The thing is, if you, you just see the boat on there and think, well, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Not now that the car's operating as some sort of uh, rudder. 
Mm. I'm glad. Does it still exist? That's what I'd like to know. I don't know. Text in on 8.15 if Billing Aquadrome still exists. What is an aquadrome? You're looking at me searchingly. I don't know, Frank. 8.12.15. Out of everyone in this room, I'm least likely to know what an aquadrome is. It sounds like is. some sort of water-based racing. If a hippodrome is horse racing, yeah, yes. a velodrome is cycle racing, an aquadrome must be water racing. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody's anyway. actually emailed a question. I think based on your saying that there was a general dumbing down in um, celeb quizzes, um, and it uh, sounds like a headline, doesn't it, celeb quizzed? Um, it's... Uh, there's uh, somebody's texted uh, uh, emailed rather 70s wrestlers hi frank what was the name of the masked wrestler from the world of sport yes and for a brucey bonus what was his manager's name oh. well his name was kendo nagasaki oh frank i have a feeling that his manager might have been gorgeous george oh well uh, but Kendo Nagasaki He's was not put the answer. But. He was painted by um, Sir Peter Blake, you know the guy who That's painted right. the Sergeant Pepper's big wrestling uh, fan. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Kendo was um, unmasked. Mm-hmm. Was it like the Stig being unmasked? Well, it was weird because he had like white eyes with no pupils <laughs> in them. Oh yeah, yeah. I, d- I never. I don't know. How they did that. But um, it was a talking point at um, St Hubert's school on Monday morning, let me tell you that. <laughs> he put it back on. We didn't you? have a water cooler. We, uh, <laughs> the water you you cooler had a moment. panda cola we had, cooler. We had free milk in those days, of course. That's what it is, weren't they? Yeah, think on that, Nick Clegg. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had quite a lot of texts about Billing Aquadrome, possibly, oh, yes. predictably, it, possibly is, not. Is it still operational? Well, a lot of them are saying, yes, Billing Aquadrome's still there, but they're not saying what it is, but... Yeah, Dave the Hot Rod fan says it's very much operational. Is he? Um, and, uh, yeah, we've had an explanation of what it is. Hi, Frank, Emily and Cockaleaky. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, I like it. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, the, the joy of the surname Cochrane is that it lends itself very well to many uh, <laughs> variations, doesn't it? Yes. Um, an aquadrome is a lake environment where peeps may sail, fish, water peeps. ski, look at waterfowl, admire the aquatic scenery and the like. A fun day out for all the family. Oh, no racing. There is an especially good one in Rickmansworth. Ahoy, yeah, hoy. But, you know, I don't feel Rickmansworth aquadrome is pertinent to my relationships and the state of. Well, I'm still uh, reeling from cock-a-leaky. There's a good joke from 990 who's saying uh, if the Billing Aquadrome is in Northampton, where is the free one? You see what he's done? Oh, Billing Aquadrome. Free one. Very good. Mm. Like it. Mm. And uh, lots of people just saying it's still there, it's still there. Yes, it's still there. It's, it has been quite a significant thing in my life, though, as far as judging, oh, has it? judging my heart, the state of my heart. Uh, well, someone's saying, yes, Billing Aquadrome's still there. I pass it when I go racing at Bradfield. Very good Chinese eatery there, by the way. OK, I'll bear <laughs> that That's the sort of added value I respond to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word eatery as well. Yes, I do. Um, so, we uh, we must, at some point this morning, talk about uh, the uh, one of the biggest stories of the week. is um, this list of house rules that the <laughs> landlord... <laughs> 
got a bit nervous. I saw the landlord story. <laughs> a landlord from hell. Well, we should explain, shouldn't we, that oh, a, a, a young story. woman, I think, what is she, an actress? She's an actress, but uh, let's... Let's not lie, she's become more famous for having viewed a flat and then put these house rules on, yeah. on yeah, so, Twitter. So the, uh, if only uh, my mother had done that back in the 60s. Her poten- you could say that about so many things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, potentially, she was going to uh, move into this place, so her landlord gave her a, a typed list. Mm. Yeah, I think what happened was she viewed the place and then uh, right at the end of viewing it and thinking the guy was normal and not crazy and weird, he gave her this list and said, oh, these are the house rules, read those, you have to abide by them, and Mm. they're ridiculous. They include things like showers cannot last longer than 15 minutes. Hold on a minute, though. (laughs) Because I read this in... Oh, here we go. Who would spend more than 15 minutes in a shower? Um, everyone. No! No. No way, unless you're in the fetal position in one corner (laughs) sobbing, which I will accept. But get in, wash, rinse, get out. Oh, you're going to do your prison scrub in that time? Look, You spent 15 minutes on one foot, Frank. Sandy Mason, my my mother-in-law, she has a thing on her her shower, which Mm. it runs for, I think, eight minutes, and it cuts out. Oh, that's right. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I have never, I've never hit the eight. <laughs> never. Thirty-one house rules. Yeah, everyone perfectly reasonable. What dishes left in the sink will result in a charge of fifteen pounds yeah. being added to your yeah. rent? Yes, it's a shared house. Don't leave dishes in the sink. I've lived with people police. like that. He says at the end of it, and I quote. Rules are here for a reason, so everyone lives without problems. <laughs> that's lovely. And that's true of rules generally. This actress, you know, no, actress, that's Eastern European dictator. I bet you she's the sort of woman who thinks it's all right to use a smartphone in a pub quiz. And that <laughs> is what has brought this nation to its knees. OK, well, let's assume that you agree with all the rules. I, uh, I have question marks about the ordering of the rules. I think he's typed this once, not read it back, and just sent it. Like, he's, he's printed it off and gone, OK... Because you've got rule number uh, 30, no drugs or illegal stuff in the house. Well, I'm out. If so, a deposit <laughs> will be lost and you need to vacate premises. That's number 30. Yeah. Number one, no pork ever in the house or fridge. <laughs> now, but, now, if you're worried about the law, why are you so worried about like, the well, first, I, first rule? I think you'll find, surely, that that is a religious law, that this man is either a Muslim or a Jew. I don't think that is the case. I'm sure it's not, it's not like a random thing. He's not like saying no Rivita <laughs> or Germaline. I wouldn't put it past him. No, I think that's fair. So to him, what he's saying is the laws of God mean more to him than the laws of the land. How well, rare so is that now? No cooking, no cooking longer than 15 minutes. What if you're doing a two-hour crock pot? Yeah. You could be all roast dinner. It's See, I perfect. couldn't have because yeah. I love a stew. Yeah. No, it's fine. You put the saucepan on, you have a shower, you get back dinner. <laughs> Eleven minutes. I could live happily in this man's house. This, 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 this is, is you. Basically. Basically. I this think is, this is you. This is the modern world versus the old world. That's what this is about. This. Oh no, man. There's like rules, and we have to like you know we have to wash up. You know, I've got a I've got a casting. Uh, oh, have you? Well, why don't you live with your parents? Well, imagine imagine how many. Ukuleles you would get through if you uh, if you didn't abide by Rule Seventeen. Do not leave personal belongings in communal areas. All belongings must be kept in rooms, otherwise it will get thrown out. As I will take it as junk. Well, I would keep it in my room. That's you just fair abide enough. by it. 
I'd say uh, 23. Every week, £5 will go towards communal toiletries and toilet roll. as how I feel. I mean, five for a week in toilet roll? Beautiful. That's how I feel. What's he getting? The quilted stuff? I hope so. He could, he could I won't save settle, a bit of I won't settle for Izel at five. <laughs> five quid a week. Too shiny. Okay, it's all right for tracing. But um, aside from that, look, we must we must move on. I, can I just say, if ever I need a flat, I'm phoning this man. <laughs> um, I'm off to a far. Oh, just think, oh, I've had an afternoon of Doctor Who nostalgia. How wondrous! And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Goodbye. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.